Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of The Zone at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com. Inside the two-yard line, they bring a man in motion. RPO, they dump it in the flat. It's caught by Washington. Touchdown, Arkansas. Fifth catch of the drive for Washington. That one gets Arkansas into the end zone, and the Razorbacks strike first. Jefferson gets the snap off play action. Quick pass complete. Washington at the 10. Inside the 5. Touchdown, Arkansas. Ty Washington with his second score. 17 yards. And the Razorbacks have the lead. Bentley inside the 25. They'll ride him down near the 23-yard line. Six yards and a first down. Arkansas can't stop the clock. Ole Miss has only got to snap it once. The Rebel faithful begin to whoop it up as Dart takes a knee, and that's that. Sam Pittman, Lane Kiffin, head toward midfield. It's a heck of a fight tonight, but Ole Miss wins it. Offensively, we've got to find a way to run the football, and until we do that, we're putting way too much pressure on our uh, quarterback, our uh, offensive line to protect during those times, and uh, our wideouts to get open. It's hard to win a game when you can't run the football, and we, we've got to figure out a way to do it. Obviously, we're trying, uh, but what we're doing is, is not working, so we've got to, uh, we've got to figure that part of it out because we, we can't win. We can't. The way we're built, we can't win games not, not having success rushing the football. Okay, welcome in from the Little Rock Touchdown Club. That is Sam Pittman, and he is correct. It is hard to win when you can't rush the football. Are we rolling? We will be soon. We are not. Okay. We're about to. All right, very good. Um, anyway, that was uh, not shocking, I suppose, that he said that, but another disappointing game, but a good effort by Arkansas. Had some chances and had the ball late with a chance to go down and tie the ball game or go for two and try to win it. We also have an emerging star at tight end after losing one earlier and uh looking forward to that so hopefully uh hopefully they can get things fixed out sorry I was multitasking there but uh hopefully they can they can continue to utilize uh Washington obviously it was great to see him emerge as a pass catching threat after losing Lucas and uh Arkansas loses 27-20 so i think a lot better game than many of us were anticipating last week and then uh the offensive line issues continue to rear their ugly head they reshuffled back to the original at halftime because the movement wasn't working that they uh, tried to put in this week. So I don't know where they go from here, but uh, it is a little bit disappointing and uh, not particularly shocking. But Arkansas does, I mean, I guess a lot of people are making that argument this week. They just have this sort of knack for playing Ole Miss close, and this week was uh, another indication of that. The frustrating thing, Ole Miss's defense isn't that good, mm-hmm. and Arkansas couldn't run the ball on Ole Miss. Um, and they they took the just like we suggested. They, they're going to steal a page out of Texas A&M's book. They're going to bring the blitz. They're going to put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, do some run blitzes, and they feel like Arkansas won't be able to pick it up and won't be able to run the ball or throw the ball or have a lot of time to throw it. And that's exactly what Ole Miss did. And it was frustrating to watch. It was not what I expected. I mean, I expected both offenses to thrive, and neither one really did. Nobody got to 400 yards. Arkansas didn't get to 300 yards. Um, 
But I, it was not the kind of game I expected, I guess. I thought it would be a little more high-scoring for sure. Kind of like the 52-51 game they played two years ago in right. Oxford. Uh, give credit to Arkansas's defense. Yep. They're playing better. They are. And, man, they got after Dart and caused him to make some poor throws, made some uh, poor mista- you know, decisions, and, and uh, just pressure on the quarterback. You know, and... Look, we praise Arkansas when they do it, but you know that's what the other team is doing, and it's affecting KJ. KJ is making some poor throws, some poor decisions, and then when he gets time in the pocket, I, I think he's been hit so many times, he doesn't trust the offensive line, and who who, who could blame him, right? You, you've been sacked so many times the last couple of games, you feel like it's about to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's 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 a mess right now, man, and it's just it's hard to watch. Um, you know, you throw in the penalty on special teams on fourth down after a timeout that gives Ole Miss the ball back, and it's just like, well, yeah. what are we doing here? Right. How how are you this inept that you can't run the ball at all, um, you're not protecting the quarterback, and then you're doing just silly stuff like that. What What is going on? Why is this happening? And it, it's frustrating, and I, I get the frustration. I, I was I did the Memphis show earlier, and, and, I, and I said, college football for me is entertainment. You know, I didn't go to the University of Arkansas. I want them to win. I enjoy it when they win. I, I know these players. I want them to win. But it is entertainment for me. Arkansas is not entertaining right now. They're not fun to watch. I get frustrated watching them. You know, I'm I'm not you know I'm not watching it, getting excited and going. This is this is fun. You know, this is fun football. It's it's the opposite. I get mad watching the game, and and that's 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 not a good thing. Well, they look. I, I just I think it's uh it's kind of funny. It's it is what it is, but it's um it is entertaining to me because it's it's competitive, and th- you know when they're at least in the game, at least you've got something to pay attention to. So I don't know. Um, again, I think that the offensive line stuff reeks of desperation, and again, I don't know what they were expecting Ole Miss to do defensively. But here's Coach Pittman on the uh, O-line movement and the switch at halftime and what led to all that. Well, the first drive, we go down and score, but we really didn't block a whole lot of guys. We had a lot of guys coming through uh, untouched. Uh, the movement uh, was bothering us, um, especially at center. And uh, so in the second quarter, uh, we decided to, put Bo back at center, maybe help that, and then at halftime I decided just to go back to where we were uh, the first five games and see if we'd be better. Uh, I'll have to watch the tape to see if we got any better or not, you know, with, with that combination of guys. Um, but that's what that's what, it, what went into the decision. We, we could not handle the run-throughs and the movement. Uh, they were too quick for us, and uh, so I thought maybe if we moved Bo back in the middle, maybe maybe that would calm some things down. Mm. 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 It's just a bummer. It really is because of the offensive line play. the The team is. I mean, you got Fletcher's among the nation's leaders in punting, even though he was getting hate mail two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Little just kicked a sixty whatever yarder this weekend, sixty five. 56. 56, I'm sorry, not 65. 56 yard this weekend. 65 would have been amazing. Um, you've got the defense playing well, even without your best corner. The defense is getting a pretty good push up front. And you have skill guys. And you got an experienced quarterback. And your offensive line play is killing you. And it's sad. It's, and they're just grasping the straws. It feels like. For the second straight week, Arkansas is in this game in the second half. In fact, they're leading 20-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, I mean, did you feel like they were going to win that game when it's 20-17? to 17? I mean, I thought they could tie it, then I wanted to see them go for two. I mean, they had the ball late, I mean, with the chance to go down and, and tie it. Sure. Only well, takes a couple of plays. I, I mean, they had a shot. Listen, I watched the team come back from 30-6. to six. You think I didn't think Arkansas <laughs> could come back and score one touchdown? I was about one to say, touchdown? you had just witnessed a miracle. <laughs> Yes. In person, so you were optimistic. I, I was, was like, not. maybe it's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> Who knows? So, yes, stupidly, I believe they could win. I think UCA tainted your judgment. Maybe so. I, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I saw the writing on the wall. I mean, when they you know, Ole Miss scored 10 straight points, and uh, by then I felt like the defense was just gassed. 
I think the defense plays and gives a hundred and ten percent. They give you everything and some to stay in the game, and then that just. I didn't need the defense to do out. anything at the end. I needed the offense to score. I mean, well, I mean, well, it would have been nice when they took the lead if the defense could have kept playing well and kept Ole Miss out of the Listen, end zone. You wouldn't have bet three dollars that Arkansas could hold Ole Miss under thirty points. No, exactly. No. Me either. So, like, they did their part. I mean, let's no, let's yeah. give them a ton no, of credit. No doubt. no doubt. I mean, they had the ball in their hands with a chance to go tie or take the lead. That's all you could ask for. They didn't do it. So again, I disagree with the entertainment part of it. It ain't pretty, but it is effective. And so, if they're in the game, that's fun for me. That's but all I want. If they would have, if they could have run the ball, it would have been exactly what Coach Kelly told us. Flat Ole Miss team, you come out, get a big, nice lead, fourteen point, seventeen point lead, and you hold on and win. But you can't run the ball. Why? Why can't you run it? Right. That's the million dollar question. Because your offensive line isn't team, good. That's why. I know, but why is the offensive line so bad? Well, I don't know, but it's been the same story for you know however many weeks we played this this year. So it is what it is. I used to have to accept it. Now you got to continue to get crazy. I thought the play calling by Enos was pretty good. The other thing is we were talking about this yesterday. I have a bunch of friends together. We were chit chatting about it. Everything is so hard. They're not getting explosive plays. We talked about that on the show yeah. last week. Everything is so hard. It's like they're having to get so creative just to get three or four yards at a time. And it's so freaking hard. And you cannot win against good teams like that. You've got to have some big plays, and they just don't have those kinds of playmakers. No, right there's like a, what was it, like a third and 14? And I'm like, well, that's impossible for this team. And KJ drops back and throws a dime on an out route for a 16-yard gain yeah. to Armstrong. I'm like, well, that looked easy. You know, they're just sometimes this team, and maybe that's why they're so frustrating. At times, yeah. like the first drive of the game, where they're – they're they're kicking themselves, you know, five yards back, mm-hmm. ten yard holding, and they overcome this and drive all the way down the field, chip away, chip away, chip away, and score a touchdown. And you're like, God, that was the hardest touchdown drive possible, but they did it, <laughs> yep. and they look good doing it, and they get the tight end involved, and you're like, okay. And then there's nothing, nothing for like th- two quarters, you yep. know, of offense in that. Just just it was bad, but then the defense is playing so well, and special teams until the blunder was doing well, and it's just, it's just frustrating. It's just if frustrating. his, if his um, script is so good on the opening drive, he should probably script the whole game. That's what I think. I've often thought that about teams. Anyway, Arkansas is not the only team to play this week, and we are going to talk to Butch Jones today here, brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Appreciate them sponsoring our trips over here. Um, and obviously it was a rough weekend for Arkansas State. They got thumped by a really good Troy team on the road this weekend after showing uh, some significant improvement with Rainer at quarterback. And as they get back into it, hopefully they can um, you know, continue to move forward with him and, and have some success. But obviously Troy is a tough place to play in a tough team, and we all knew that was going to be a tall order, but it would have been nice to see a little bit more from them offensively, but we'll talk to Coach Jones about that a little bit later. Um, we talked about UCA already a little bit there, and for those who missed it, they were down 30-6 to in the fourth quarter and came back and somehow won the game. It was the most miraculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, I've never seen a comeback like that. I've never seen a team play dead for three three quarters and then find a way to explode for five touchdowns in the fourth. It was It was something to behold. I've never seen anything like it. I asked Coach Brown afterwards. I mean, you could tell like he was like, I don't, I don't know if I thought we were going to come back and win this, but you just uh, you keep chipping away. That's all you can do. And what's crazy is you do it without turnovers. I mean, it's one thing if they throw a pick six, or they fumble, and you pick it up and run it in or something, skip it, score. There was none of that. They just kept playing good defense. And I will say, huge jockstrap to their head coach, and obviously got to give one to Crystal Ball, Miami too. But if they would have taken a knee every possession on every run. I don't think UCA would have got enough possessions to come back and win the game. They were still throwing the ball. We're like, what are you doing? Thank you. Thank you for throwing the ball. Incomplete pass, clock stop. Yes. What are you doing? I don't know. Is this a team that just spread it out and that's all they know how to do? They're a team that, no, they have a 4,000-yard rusher in Geno Hess. And he was running pretty well late in the game. Wes, it was incredible. Wow. It was incredible to see. And I don't know what they were thinking. But you got to give UCA a ton of credit, too. And then, yeah, Will, Will McElwain just like came to life and started going crazy. It is. It is. I've never seen like it. I don't think I'll ever see that again. That could change the season. Right there. There's no doubt. And the thing about it is we were talking about this because they still – it wasn't a conference game, so it didn't matter as much as it would have because, you know, they still have a possibility of an automatic qualifier. They're the only team in the league that's 2-0. and But it, from a seeding standpoint and potentially hosting a game, that's the kind of victory yeah. that makes a difference. And just the, the morale in the locker room. When you continue to win and find a way to win, mm-hmm. I mean, you just build on that. That was the first game of the year where they really could not run the ball. They struggled a little bit last week. It was a really good Southern Utah defense. This week was not expecting that at all. Mm. So I was shocked. They were giving up 
177 yards rushing a game, I think. They were back in the pack. They played some really good competition. But they have had a penchant for melting down. So here's one crazy thing, too. I haven't even told you this. So they, they blew a lead two weeks or two games ago. They blew a lead in the game before at Eastern Kentucky. And after the third quarter, they're up 30-6. to six. They get together as a team on the sideline, and they are dancing around like they just won the national championship. I've never seen it in a game in my entire life ever by a team that hadn't won. They had a whole quarter to play. But, I mean, I couldn't say anything because I'm like, well, they're up 30-6. to six, They can do whatever they want. I've never seen anything like it before. But I was like, that ain't good for your karma, but I can't say nothing. So I just watched it, and then I was like, that sucks. And I was kind of irritated. But hmm. then they go out and blow the lead, and I'm like, that's what you get. Yeah. That's what you get. Who's dancing now? Wes, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Have you ever seen a team do that, dance like they did something after yeah, three quarters? one of the Mississippi schools, I can't remember. I think it, I want to say it's Mississippi State. That they In between quarters, man, and, and their, their stadium. It's, it's pretty cool. That's one good thing about uh, Davis Wade Stadium. They, the sound system's awesome, and they're pumping in some music, and they get going on the sideline and start dancing in between quarters. Um, but to gather as a team like that in, in, a, in a big circle, no, I've never seen that. It was weird. Very weird. Uh, we'll talk about the NFL. Question of the day today, Christian, relates to it. And obviously for those who stayed up last night, not like it was real late, but Sunday Night Football was an absolute domination by the 49ers, which many believe going in was the best team in the NFL. And I don't know that they did anything to change anybody's opinion after last night. And I don't know what is going on with Brock Purdy. I don't know how the dude became what he is. But he's never lost as a starter. It's absolutely insane. And they look like a team that may just goof around and go ahead and go undefeated this year. Well, how about the offensive line? I mean, the Cowboys, what the Cowboys do, they put pressure on the quarterback. They get sacks. They make the quarterback make bad decisions, get interceptions. Dude, I don't know if they ever sacked the guy last night. How many times was he on the ground? I mean, there were so many times that he's just standing in the pocket looking, looking, looking. Oh, there's a guy running across route 20 yards down the field. You know how long that takes to develop, to run 20 yards and cut all the way across the field? Their offensive line did a fantastic job. I mean, their defense was spectacular. Mm-hmm. The linebackers are incredible, including Dre Greenlaw. Uh, that that's a that's a very good team and very good team. Maybe the best team in the NFL. But uh, and, and I picked them to win the FC earlier in the year because they have the easiest schedule out of all the contenders. Uh, but man, that they're pl- they don't need an easy schedule. Yeah. That team is very good. Passed a big test last night. Also this weekend, Jags beat the Bills in London, which is crazy. Uh, the Bills three and two again. I thought this was the year they get back to uh, back to form, but it is not looking very good right now. That was a surprising one, for sure. Um, yeah, it's a little home field advantage though for Jacksonville. They got to stay there for two weeks. I realize they're acclimate, and I thought about you know, that, but it was a home game technically for the Bills, and apparently yeah. the Jags got booed when they ran on the field. Probably people are a bunch of uh, front runners. I just someone speaking from experience since I just flew in from L.A. Yeah. and took the red eye this morning last night. Whenever, uh, it's a it's a it's a real thing. We talked about that last week. I thought that would be a bit of an advantage. I don't think it'd be enough for them to knock out Buffalo, though. So I don't know when they traveled or whatever. You were talking about the game late last night, dude. That was early. Yeah, well, that was early for us out, out in L.A. I mean, it was. We still were eating dinner. Yep. Well, you should have focused on dinner and skipped the game because it was ugly. Forty-two ten, the final. I turned it off too. Chiefs found a way to win against the Vikings. They are they were kind of like Georgia so far this year. They're just finding a way. It's not. Overly impressive, but it has been good enough, and they win again to get to 4-1. and one. Jets knocked off the Broncos in the uh, Nathaniel Hackett Bowl. Uh, Bengals got back on track, 34-20, and, and Joe Burrow actually played well yesterday. I left him in as my fantasy quarterback. I was feeling a little bit risky. I was like, screw it. They had the best matchup, I thought. It all worked out okay. Eagles squeak one out against the Rams. Saints blank the Patriots, and this is, this is the worst New England team under Belichick I think I've ever seen. Do you oh, think? Oh, yeah. yeah sure. They've never had back-to-back losses like this. Uh, and the Saints, I mean, I was waiting for them to get going. I mean, they've got too many weapons not to be clicking a little bit, but I didn't expect a 34-zip blowout. So, anyway, it was uh, an interesting weekend. And, of course, you weren't around on Friday, but we had to talk about the Bears and Commanders a little bit, too. Oh, my gosh. That was shocking. Yeah, yeah we've yes. talked about it enough. Um, okay. Sorry. Our, our question of the day. Yeah, our yeah. question of the day today uh, who is the best team in the NFL? 49ers are leading that 72% of the vote, of course, after what they did last night. Eagles, Dolphins, Chiefs are your other options. And then our other question of the day is, which streaming service do you use most? Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, or Max are the options. Netflix fa- is leading at 51%. I found a story, and the reason I wanted to ask that was because I found a story that surprised me that Max is the most popular of the streaming services. I think I use Max the most. Hmm. I think I do. I don't use it at all. 
Leads in satisfaction among subscription streaming services for the quality of original content, variety of original content, and the perceived value of the service. Uh, Prime Video and Hulu are tied at 88%. I guess we could ask about Amazon Prime, too. Uh, as the services respondents like ranked most likely to keep. So, well, um, Amazon Prime is like you get that along with your Amazon Prime subscription. So yeah, you're gonna keep it if you Max have Amazon. topped it, and then um, Disney. Let's see, Hulu came in second, which is owned by Disney. Disney Plus was third, and then Netflix was second overall in 21, dropped to fourth, hmm. and uh, last year and this year. Well. So, I saw a story last week that they're increasing their prices again. So I'm going to be looking at that. It's like, I don't know if I use it enough to justify. Once, yeah, once Suits is over, I don't know that I'll keep it either if they go up too much more. But honestly, that's the only one I probably use. Netflix? Yeah, I don't watch. I mean, I watch Paramount some. I mean, not Paramount. Um, I use Paramount. They got Amazon some good some. movies oh. on there. Yeah, I, I use Amazon some. But as far as stuff I pay, I don't have Hulu. I don't have Max. Um, I don't. I just don't watch that much TV, other than sports, and I don't need any of those except for I guess I need Prime for Thursdays. Yeah. So I would I would suggest Max. We watch a lot of stuff on Max. Yeah. Okay. And it's good. And I, I agree with that survey. Uh, the sh- the quality. They're good. Th- you know, sometimes you watch stuff on Netflix. You're like, that, that was kind of. Well, you're getting good. all the HBO stuff, and HBO usually puts out a good product. Yes. Clint Sterner on the other side. We're going to talk to him in a second. He is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. We've also got uh, Butch Jones coming up at the 12 o'clock hour after the Red White Report, which is brought to you by Big O Tires. Thanks to Arkansas Urology. Took a couple calls here, then we'll hit the break and uh, visit with Clint. What do you say, Mike? Uh, this is not maybe Mike, by the way. But anyway. Um, yeah, otherwise you wouldn't be on the air. A <laughs> 30-year Razorback Cowboys fan for the misery of the Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed in the game the other night, and I don't know if I should have noticed earlier about this, but we can't run because when we line up in our formation, we've got nine or ten people inside the hash marks on offensive play. So glitches can come from any direction, and we're not good enough to pick them up. I just like y'all's thoughts, and I really would like to hear Clint's thoughts about that. If we're just bunching too much toward the middle of the line of scrimmage on our offensive place, we'll even get started. Thanks, guys. Yep, I appreciate that call. Actually, that was something that stood out to me, too. That was something I noticed on one of their late drives in the second half. I didn't understand the thinking either there, um, not spreading the field. One thing I don't like is these some of these run plays are so slow to to, to get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, developing, and, and teams are run blitzing. Yep. So that's not... To, to me, you want a quick hitter when they're run blitzing, not this slow developing run play when everybody's already in the backfield. David, first of all, uh, I would have paid good money to watch the fourth quarter of that UCA game. I got excited just reading about it in the paper, and <laughs> I thought, "God, how? Why did we have to miss something like this?" I mean, <laughs> it, it was incredible, and I thought of you right off the bat, and I thought. I bet he was some kind of stoked over that deal. Yeah, I was shocked, uh, I think is the word. Uh, let, let me tell you something. Uh, it could have been a great weekend. Texas loses, Notre Dame loses. What a start it was, man. I'm telling you, it could have been a great weekend. And then we rushed <laughs> 27 times for 39 yards, I believe it is. And that pretty well blew that game out of the water. And, and the, well, I don't even want to talk about last night. It's your fault, Wes. You're from Texas. And uh, listen, guys, John L. Smith got fired with four and eight, and because he was goofy, Brett Bielema got fired with four and eight, and four and eight is going to be tops for this season. So things are starting to look a little crazy. And let me just say that uh, Harding University, our very own Thursday uh, team here, leads the nation in rushing almost every year. Maybe somebody ought to give them a call. Wes, I'm still holding that against you for last night. All right, David. Thank you. See that ya. That was a rough one. Wes, I will not hold that against you. JW, let's be quick. we got Sterner coming up in a second. Okay, so I don't know why nobody's talking about this, but at critical time, KJ is not accurate. He's throwing at the feet. He's throwing at mm-hmm. everything. He threw to a guy for an interception with nobody around him for 20 yards. He threw it straight to him. Are they so dedicated KJ not to put a Griswell in and and why not? I mean I mean, are we saving him? What what are we doing? It's just bad coaching. They can't even make a uh, a quarterback change because they're sold on something that's not working. He's slow, rocket slow, and I know we gotta go, gotta go. But here's my last question. 
Who would you like to see coaching? Because this coach is out at the end of the year. Who do you want to see in? I don't think they're making a coaching change. Yeah, I don't think he's out. I'm let's roll. Let's, let's wait and see what happens the rest of the year. Uh, KJ was 25 of 39. Yeah. He had some bad throws. Yeah. So did Dak Prescott last night. You know what happens when you pressure a quarterback? He makes bad throws, makes bad decisions. When you hit a quarterback a lot, like what's happened all this season, I don't want to sound like an apologist, but guys, it starts up front. We just talked about Brock Purdy. How good of a quarterback is Brock Purdy? Very good. He looks great right now, but he has all day to throw. Give KJ an offensive line. Well, uh, yeah, I go back to the UCA game, too. That was one of the things we didn't really talk about. Their offensive line, even when they brought, I mean, they brought a jailhouse, I mean, just completely brought the heat. Mm-hmm. And they picked up all the blitzers and gave McElveen just enough time to throw it. It's pretty critical, you know, if you can do that. But eventually, you think eventually they quit uh, quit doing it. You know, yeah, but yeah, if you're getting pressured, you know, consistently, I, I'm honestly like, there are some throws you're like, I'm not sure how he missed that throw, and then he makes, yeah. to your point, like the great throw to Armstrong yeah. later on. He, he had some really nice plays. Um, no, when he threw it to that linebacker, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? But yeah, I mean, there are, there are some plays that he misses on short throws where you're like, what are you doing? But yeah, overall, like that's what we talked about last year. Remember we talked about his percentage is good, but sometimes you're like, how do you miss that throw? Yeah, but you make that throw anyway. And they're not going to Criswell. You you don't do that. I mean. If he was 15 of 39, maybe. Yeah, I agree. It's just, that's... I don't want Jacoby getting pounded behind that offensive line either. He's less of a runner than KJ is. If you want to bench somebody, start benching the offensive line. I don't think that's a good idea. I need, they need to see if they can play with eight of them up there. 10-32, we're back in a second with Clint Turner. Stay with us. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. It was an up-and-down Saturday for Arkansas D1 football schools. Three of them were in action. UAPB was off on a bye this week. The Arkansas Razorbacks fell against Ole Miss at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium by a score of 27-20. Arkansas is now 2-4. They're 0-3 in the SEC. Arkansas State had their three-game winning streak snapped. They lost to Troy 37-3. They are now 3-3, 1-1 in the Sun Belt. And then finally, some dramatics from the UCA Bears. They got to four and two after a 38-33 win over Southeast Missouri State. UCA scored 32 points in the fourth quarter to overcome a deficit and win the game to get to four and two. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. The Ford President's Award is given to dealerships that offer outstanding customer service. Mark McClarty Ford has won it three years in a row. Every day, the team works overtime, so your customer experience is legendary. Right now, get the brand new Ford Edge for just $29,997 and take a whopping $8,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. Better prices, even better customer service. Visit Mark McClarty Ford today off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewski's is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewski's North is coming soon. Brewski's, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. If you're on the job day in and day out, you know living with pain in your knees, hips, back, or shoulders is miserable. The good news, QC Kinetics gets it. They understand guys like you. They don't have the luxury of taking time off. They want to keep working. We are built for those guys that want to keep working and want to stay active. So the vast majority of who we see are the blue-collar guys like me and you. QC Kinetics uses biologic therapies, just like pro athletes have used for years, to get you lasting pain relief with no surgery. I want you to continue working. I want you to continue exercising. The joints are made to be moved. The treatments at QC Kinetics are fast and non-invasive. It's not a lot of time commitment on your part. There is no downtime or recovery time. You don't need short-term disability with what we do. We want to keep you active. Call QC Kinetics now to set up your free no-obligation consultation. Learn how you can get real pain relief and stay on the job. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. 
Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Eckrey and Wes Moore. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Hey, this Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake. Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver. It's All right, let's get to it. 1036, Clint Sterner standing by. And, Clint, I will be honest, I was not expecting Arkansas to play Ole Miss very close. I certainly wasn't expecting their defense to play as well as they did. But uh, I will say A for effort, but unfortunately another loss for Arkansas. How are you? Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Obviously, I'm as frustrated as everybody with uh, with what we watched Saturday. I mean, that was I didn't expect them to play them close either, if I'm being completely honest with you, but uh, there, there's no doubt about it. A, a very beatable Ole Miss team showed up at uh, in Oxford on Saturday. and um, You know, if you just get, from Arkansas's perspective, on the offensive side of the ball, if, if you just get half of the plan and effort and execution that you got at LSU, you win that ball game. Hell, I, I mean, you'll able to win it convincingly, if we're being honest. I mean, it was the defense gave you plenty of opportunity, um, and and the offense just once again, you know, embarrassingly no showed. What is in your mind is the biggest issue, other than the obvious, <laughs> the offensive line uh, with the run game? Because as Coach Pittman mentioned earlier, we played a clip from him. It's really, really hard, virtually impossible for them to win without being able to run the football, and you average a little over a yard a carry. It's uh, And, again, you're not talking about a vintage Ole Miss defense. What can you do to try to overcome that? Because, obviously, that's not going to get it done. Man, look, I don't I don't know exactly what you do. I, I think these guys are poorly coached, if I'm being completely honest with you. On the offensive side of the football, the defense appears to be on their P's and Q's, uh, I mean, they, they appear to be coached up and, and playing hard and playing fast and knowing what to do and where to be and how to get there kind of deal. And, and uh, the offense is the exact opposite. Um, I mean, they make the very simple things look difficult. And, and if if we're just like, let's, let's, not, let's not get way off in the weeds on scheme. And, you know, it's obvious that, they need, that the offensive line is not very good. But they're not as bad as, as the product that is Arkansas football right now. Um, I mean, you've got guys that um, the simple the simple mesh in the backfield uh, with the running back and a quarterback, and, and we're talking about a running back and a quarterback that are coming into this season were were I mean in conversations to be the most the most dynamic and explosive running back quarterback duo in the country, and these guys can't simply execute a, a mesh point uh, in gun when they're standing right next to each other. Um, you, you've got the quarterback appears, again, to be to, to be working high to low damn near every time he takes a snap as if he's got an NFL offensive line in front of him. So, I mean, it, it's, I mean we can get off in the schemes and, and things like of that, of that nature and, and, and individually who's not specifically playing well and getting the job done. But I think as an entire unit, um, they are a, as poorly coached as you're going to see. I mean, I just it, it, there's no. Uh, I mean, the, the simple things are made to be very, very difficult, and it's in critical situations, and, and you just can't you just can't win with it, Justin. I, I mean, I hate to be as as I guess football 101 as as thirty thousand foot view as, as you can possibly be. I know that's not what you, what you have me on here for. But that's the reality of it, man. I mean, they are they are bad offensively, and it's not like you've got a first year rookie quarterback. I mean, we've we've somehow taken a, a one of again, if, if not the most dynamic quarterback. When you talk about his ability to run the football, his size, the way he's thrown the ball in the past, you're talk, coming back this season in college football. You got one of the more dynamic college football quarterbacks in the entire country. And, and an all-American running back, and we've somehow made, made those guys look, and those guys somehow look pedestrian. 
I mean, they, they, it looks, it, it, it's really, really frustrating, man. Clint, you sound upset. We could talk about the Cowboys if you'd rather. No, I, look, I, I just, I mean, I, I just don't understand it. Like, <laughs> it's, one, it's one thing, it's one thing, Justin, to come into the season uh, and, and have a plan and and that plan not be as as fruitful as you thought it would be immediately. But then as a highly paid uh, coach, and I'm talking head coach and, and offensive coordinator, everybody across the board, it's your job to adjust. And and we've seen we've seen these guys be again as explosive as anybody in college football. This is one of the and again, I know the offensive line is bad and, and I know that they they struggle and, and I understand that this 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 offense, because of the O line struggles, may have taken a step back. But we've taken ten steps back. I mean, we we've we've made it very difficult to understand with a two hundred and fifty pound quarterback that in third and one, fourth and one situations, our best bet is to get under the center and run a quarterback sneak. It took us six weeks to figure that out. I mean, th- those kind of things for me are, are just are frustrating. It's one thing to start the season protecting the quarterback and maybe having a different approach offensively because you got a different play caller and things of that nature. But at some point, you got to put your foot down and say, we got to do what these guys do really, really well in order for us to win ball games. And we, we not- it just seems like it seems like the simplest thing, like the, the quarterback sneak, it yeah. takes six weeks to get accomplished. Well, we have not praised Danny Noche yet, and we should, and Coach Pittman. They did run a quarterback sneak this weekend, so I want to give them a lot of credit for that, Wes. I mean, that was remarkable. I'm sure there were a lot of jaws <laughs> dropping around Arkansas, the Arkansas fan base. So, anyway. You know, one of the things I don't like, Clint, is those slow-developing run plays when teams are blitzing and run-blitzing. I mean, they we, we talked about this last week. We knew Ole Miss was going to do this because that's what A&M did, and they were very effective doing it, and that's what Ole Miss did. And then you got these run plays that it's just taking forever to to get going, and the ball's still in the backfield. And heck, there are three Ole Miss Rebels in the backfield already. It's it, yeah, but, but I, I don't that, understand that, those. Well, that plays along with with like your offensive line just isn't good enough to sustain blocks. I mean, everything everything you do should be downhill. Everything you do should be with the thought of hey, I've got a quarterback that that can run. You know, these, these slow developing replays where the defense has the ability to just make, let one, one defensive end or one outside linebacker hesitate and get, get eyes on K.J. Jefferson, and you know he's going to hand it. Like, there's just they, they have the ability to take the game out of K.J.'s hands, and then, the, then all of a sudden we turn around and we do have quarterback plus one, but it's on third and nine or third and goal from the eight. You know, it's, it's just it's the, the, the use of K.J. Jefferson's legs, to me at this point, the only – the only way, guys, that, that I can make sense of it is that there, again, I've said this before on, on this station, there has to have been some kind of agreement before the season with CJ, with uh, CJ, with KJ Jefferson of, hey, we're not going to run you. We're not going to get you injured. We're going to develop you and mature you as a, as a, a pocket passer, as a progression passer, and, and we're going to commit to that if you come back and, and, and play. That, that is the only. There is no way on God's green earth that I'm going to believe that Sam Pittman and, and Dan Enos and this offensive staff have by choice decided to approach games the way that they've approached it with the quarterback that they have in place. Unless there's some kind of agreement of, hey, man, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hold up to our word, and, and we're going to develop you as a passer. And, 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 and as I said before, the season ever started, this is going, this is going to be a, a three-win team or a nine- or ten-win team. It all depends on how – KJ Jefferson and Dan Enos mesh, and right now, you're you're getting the three win version. We just had a caller, and with all the hits KJ has taken, uh, and he's late with some of his throws, uh, he suggested maybe it's time to give Chriswell some time. Is it to that point? Well, I mean, look, that's that's. I would not go that route if I were the coach. I mean, that that is the level of commitment that I would I would stick to. It's it, it's. Um, I think there. I think that I would sit down and have a. A very serious conversation with KJ about, hey man, we got to approach the rest of the season a little bit differently. Um, we're just not going to win any games. We're all going to lose our damn job if we don't if we don't win a couple of games down the stretch here. Um, hell, you may lose them anyway, but we're going to lose our jobs if we don't if we don't win some games down the stretch here. Now, if you want to if you want to bounce and you want to prepare for the draft, if you think that's the best route for you, then fine. But if you're going to stick with us, here's how we're going to run off. We're going to play offensive football. They just they, look. KJ Jefferson is going to take hits no matter what. This offensive line is leaky as hell. He's going to take hits. If you're a quarterback and, and and we're talking about health here, 
it, it is it is it is more beneficial for KJ Jefferson to by design in scheme take the punishment of running the football, being a, a, a quarterback that's a, a, dual, a true dual threat guy, and be delivering punishment than standing back there with guys bouncing off of him, blindside guys hitting everything being an off script scramble where it's just you know you hope it ends up working out. Um, they, they've got to adjust. They've got to adjust what they're doing offensively. No doubt about it. Whether we're talking about the struggling offensive line or we're talking about absolute zero wiggle in the uh, in the in the pass catchers on this offense, or we're talking about the fact that we've got a dual threat quarterback that's more of an athlete than he is a progression high level processing passer. You, you've got you've got to make some adjustments to play to those strengths of these guys. All right, Clint, we're going to run. Uh, appreciate the time today, and we will catch you on Friday. All right, boys, life is good, man. Go Hogs. Yep, could be worse, that's for sure. Uh, we'll take a break. It's 1046, and we will return momentarily and uh, maybe do some game balls and jock straps coming up after the break. All right, maybe in a bad mood right now, but Guadney Chevrolet will put you in a good mood. They've got all kinds of great deals right now. Go to the website, GuadneyChevrolet.com, take a look at some of the deals. Great incentives like finance rates, no payments for the rest of the year. Uh, they got specials on the Silverados, the Equinox. they got a bunch of those. The 2024s are coming in. They're trying to get rid of the 2023s. That's why they're going to give you a good deal right now at Guadney Chevrolet. Head out to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Let them take a look at the car that you're driving right now. They're looking for quality cars, trucks, SUVs, and they're paying top dollars for those trucks, vehicles, cars. They will be they'll give you enough money where you can pay off that note, have some extra money, put down on a down payment and help lower your payment with a better financing rate. See what they can do for you. Head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and see our friends at Guatney Chevrolet. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501 794 it's Kayak Chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Mokin 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Your granddaddy trusted Arts Marine, so should you. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Come on down to Doe's Eat Place at the corner of Ringo and Markham in downtown Little Rock for mouth-watering burgers, catfish, and steak by the pound. Oh, and don't forget our world-famous tamales. Now open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 for lunch, and Monday through Saturday, 5 to 9 for dinner. Family-owned and operated for over 35 years. And remember, Doe's Eat Place for goodness steaks. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. 
1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback football coverage each week. Brought to you by Genesis of Conway, Lion Legal, Bell Chevrolet, Blackman Auctions, Central Arkansas Cadillac, Bath Makeover of Arkansas, and Malvern National Bank. 1037 The Buzz, the Hawks play here. Too busy to call into the show? Text us on the Southern Structural Solutions text line at 501-661-1037. Or message us on the Asher Record Live fan feedback. Now, back to the zone. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Need some new tires? How about a, a new set of tires? Rain we got last week to have you slipping around, sliding around. You're like, hey, I got to get new tires. Well, Vigo Tires right now has huge savings with most of their popular set of tires. They have all the name brand tires, plus they have the big O tire, plenty of tires to select from. Two great locations, and remember, they do more than just tires. They will also work on your car. Mechanics are on hand to get you back out on the road running as good as ever. They do brakes, old changes, alignment. Chances are they can take care of you. See what they can do for you, Big O Tires. Conway and Cabin. Conway, they're on Hark Rider, Cabot is Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. Big O Tires, the team we trust. Game balls and jock straps are brought to you by a Caddy's Touch Landscape. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA caddy, so he knows what good grass looks like. If you'd like to take your yard to the next level, then hit up Josh and his crew at a Caddy's Touch Landscape. 501-794-2770. Call today. All right, cue the music and let's get to it. My uh, champ this week, obviously, and I'm biased, admittedly, but if you missed it, uh, Central Arkansas, dear Lord, what a game. 30-6, to six, they're down. They end up winning the game by five, scoring five fourth-quarter touchdowns against a SEMO team that decided to celebrate after three quarters. Wes, I don't know if they thought this was a live tour game or what, but in Conway, they play four quarters. They don't play three quarters. you got to play all four rounds to win a game, bud, and they didn't do it. So game ball to Central Arkansas, Will McIlvain, a career day. And they found a way. Impressive. Game ball to the Texas Rangers. They are the third team in Major League Baseball history to win four straight games in the postseason all on the road. Hmm. They joined the 1999 Yankees and the 2020 Astros. The Rangers up 2-0 on Baltimore going back home with a chance to move on to the ALCS with one victory in Arlington. Okay, as long as I'm going to do all my biases, I'll get it out of the way. Saints for blanking the Patriots in New England. Absolutely dominating performance. Very impressive. A couple of interceptions, too. I want to thank the Saints defense for helping my fantasy team get its first win of the year. So well done with a couple of interceptions, including a pick six by the Honey Badger. He takes what he wants, Wes. He takes what he wants. i got to give Brock Purdy a game ball. Again, no disrespect to the Cowboys. I still think they're a very good team, but the Niners are on another level right now, and Purdy is playing out of his flipping mind. It's incredible. Watching him was just a work of art yesterday. Um, and i got to give a huge jockstrap. Stinkiest jockstrap of the weekend other than Nesimo goes to the Miami Hurricanes. Mm. They had Georgia Tech on the ropes. They had the ball with about a minute 40 left. All they had to do was take a knee three times, and they win the game. But they decided to run the football instead, stupidly. And, well, I'll let you listen to how it all played out. And here's Cheney. Just straight ahead. Tackled, and the ball popped out. He's got to read the clock. I mean, read the card. I mean, to me, Georgia Tech has it with 26 seconds left. Kyle Kennard comes up with the fumble. You should not be running the football. I mean, it, it is. It, you should be taking a knee. As long as you milk it all the way down, you don't need to be doing this, and you certainly don't need to be fighting for extra yards. Singleton, the fastest of the receivers, to the top of the screen. Here's King. From the pocket, flush to his right with six, five, going to loop it downfield, and ball is caught! Touchdown, Georgia Tech! With one second to go in the ball game, Christian Leary hauls it in! Absolutely. With 10 seconds to go from the 44, snap oh, back to King, flush down to his right, looking. Five seconds to go. He will toss it into the end zone at the five. Larry into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackets. Touchdown, Jackets. One second left. Christian Larry. What did we just witness? Throwing downfield to Christian Larry, who got behind the defense at the five. And it's 23 to 20, Jackets. I see it. Don't believe it! 
didn't know we had the Georgia Tech call. I was hoping we did. I heard it yesterday on the radio when I was uh, driving around. I went to the Guatney Golf Term yesterday morning. I heard it on their uh, college football rewind with uh, Peter Burns. But, my gosh, to blow that game. And then, look, it was two plays and 70-something yards they went to, to win the yeah. game. Haynes King, I didn't realize he was even in Georgia, yeah. playing at Georgia Tech. So kudos to him, too. That was impressive. But, man, Mario Cristobal, that is indefensible to not take a knee when you can. It's yeah. crazy. Former Aggie quarterback, you saw the athleticism that had so many people recruiting him out of high school, including Arkansas. And you know what the uh, opposite of the victory formation is? The loser formation. And that's what Miami had to take at that the end of that one. zero sense, doesn't it? None. I love it. I mean, don't you get excited about being able to take a knee? Like, that's the best moment of a game. It's called the victory formation, right? Right. It's the best play in football. It is. Anyway. Christian, what do you got? Uh, I was going to give a game ball to Alvin Kamara, who became the Saints' all-time mm. leading touchdown leader. He's got yesterday. 50-something. I, I didn't see the total, but he got one yesterday. And uh, the Lions, they look really good. Kind of sleeper top five team in the league, probably. Um, twins pitcher Pedro Lopez, he threw seven innings against the Astros, zero runs in their 6-2 win. And then Jockstrap, i gotta give, I got to give it to the Patriots and uh, Mac Jones. No doubt. Um, also, something we've not talked about, the matchup of the future SEC members went down, and it was an entertaining game. Uh, Texas got a block punt for a touchdown, but they came up short as Oklahoma wins it 34-30. How do you like me now? That was a fun game to watch on a beautiful day at the Texas State Fair, and Oklahoma finds a way to get over, and obviously they're very much in the conversation now, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're top ten, top five team, and... If they run the table, win the Big 12, yeah, they're in the playoff. Yeah, I don't. I guess I have to look at the. I did print the rankings off this morning, and Texas. Uh, so it's Georgia. This is in the AP. Georgia, Michigan, and Michigan dominated Minnesota. Ohio State, Florida State, Oklahoma's five. In the coaches' poll, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Penn State five, Oklahoma seven. Some of those teams will knock each other off though in the Big Ten. So yeah. if they continue to run the table, they'll be fine. I guess I would have expected a bigger jump for Oklahoma. Anyway. Um, all right. We are up against our top-of-the-hour break. We will talk to Butch Jones coming up in a little while. And uh, didn't expect to see you here. Anyway, we are uh, up against it. But we'll be back in just a moment, and we'll hear from Coach. we got the red-white report coming up as well. Uh, just saw, speaking of rankings, UCA finally has found their way into the coaches poll 25th and up to 20th in the stats poll so getting a little more respect after a miraculous victory for the bears over the weekend uh we'll talk about all the other things we need to get to a little red white report coming up as well we'll continue from the little rock touchdown club thanks to arkansas urology after this Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Fence Brokers presents Zach Williams every Tuesday when he gets in the zone with Justin and Wes to talk about what's happening on the hill and what to expect from this week's big game. Zach Williams in the 